Hey everybody, welcome into another edition of Future Brew, our Michigan football and recruiting podcast here on maizeandbrew.com. My name is Vaughn Lozon. Joining me today, as always, Maize and Brew recruiting writer John Simmons. John, how you doing? I'm doing well, Vaughn. Holding up as all can be here. Yep, that's um kind of what I'm doing over here too. Uh, the day that we're podcasting, recording. Uh, it is uh, cold as all hell outside, and it's May 11th, and I just don't understand it. But I don't understand a lot of things that life has thrown our way this year, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, but we've got uh, quite a bit to catch up on here. We took last week off just as a uh, little mental break, so to speak. So uh, let's get caught up with uh, what has happened over the last few weeks. And m- more recently, though, just this past weekend, Michigan picked up a couple commitments, and we're going to jump right in and talk about uh, the first player who committed, Tyler McLaurin. He is a linebacker, 6'2", 210, out of Bolingbrook, Illinois, or Bolingbrook, Illinois, I should say, uh, number 426 overall on the composite on 24-7 sports, number 11 in his state, number 27th ranked outside linebacker. He picked Michigan over schools like Iowa State. Michigan State, Kentucky, Texas Tech, places along those lines. So not huge offers by any means, but pretty good Power 5 offers there. Uh, He is the second linebacker to commit to Michigan's class, and it seems like they're going for more linebackers as well, with Junior Colson set to commit at some point, allegedly uh, later this month. He is probably the top guy at the board. He's a uh, high four-star and uh, uh, Jamari Budden is still hanging around, uh, but I don't really anticipate that going Michigan's way whatsoever. Uh, and you've got a few other guys kind of just floating around, just uh, anything could happen. But, uh, John, I, I want to talk first about McLaurin. What do you like about him? And you've got a scouting report on amazingbrew.com right now that you can go check out. What do you like about McLaurin and what he brings to the table, and where do you think he's going to fit in with Don Brown's defense, do you see him at middle linebacker, weak side, maybe the Josh Uche type? What do you envision uh, when you see him on tape? Yeah, McLaurin's a pretty interesting prospect. Uh, I think he has kind of a unique body type for a linebacker. He's he's really skinny right now. He's 6'2", 6'3", depending on which site you look at, and uh, around 210 pounds. So he's kind of a stick, um, and I think that he, he will have a chance to fill out when he gets to Michigan, but probably only about 20, 25 more pounds or so. So uh, he's going to be on the lighter side, which Michigan has definitely gone that way with their linebacker linebackers lately. You know, Devin Bush and Cam McGrone are too big, but they're they're also not as tall and lanky as McLaurin. So I think with his length and his athleticism, um, watching the tape, he seemed to be the best when he was rushing the passer. So I think those two traits would it would, it would best suit him to kind of be in that Sam role, maybe like Uche or Noah Furbush in the the Sam role, uh, trying to trying to get to the passer more, more uh, often than not. He can drop in coverage. Uh, you know, the game I watched, the other team uh, was passing a lot, and he does have some good reps there, uh, dropping into his zone and stuff like that. So I think he can have that versatility too. So I think Sam is the best role for him. Um, if not, if he keeps growing, you know, can pack on those extra few pounds, then I think uh, that the Will Backer position, you know, that uh, Mike McRae and Josh Ross have played in the last few years, 
would be a good spot for his athleticism too. Um, I don't really see him as that Mike backer who's, you know, kind of the thumper in the middle. Um, I don't think he has the sideline to sideline speed that Michigan's defense kind of utilizes really well at that, at that position. So um, I think Sam first will second, um, but you know, you read a lot of other reports out there too. It's kind of undecided because a lot of it, it depends on how his body develops. Yeah, I don't really think he has that sideline speed either. I mean, he's, he's pretty quick. Don't don't get me wrong, but he he's not a Devin Bush. He's not a Cameron Grown. He doesn't have the wheels to get from one place to another in no time whatsoever. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I think he could fill into that Sam role quite well, maybe weak side, just depending on some of the other recruits that they're bringing in. <clears throat> but... Uh, it, it'll certainly be interesting to see where they end up putting him at. Well, now when you evaluated him, and and I mean you've you you do these scouting reports really well. Um, what do you see out of him right now that that you think is pretty good, and what do you think he needs to work on before he gets to Ann Arbor? Yeah, so I said mentioned earlier, I think he was best when he's rushing the passer. Yeah. Um, when they he would kind of creep up to the line and uh, be used as an extra rusher. I think that was when he was best because, you know, his long arms, he can keep the, the the offensive lineman at bay, disengage easily. Um, so I think getting around a lineman into the quarterback quickly, he, he usually got he got pressure uh, almost every time he uh, blitzed the passer. I think it was only once or twice that he didn't. So I think he's pretty effective there. Um, as for what he has to work on, I, I think he's a little hesitant or – too patient sometimes uh, when he's, uh, you know, approaching a ball carry, like in his run defending. Um, I want him to be a little more aggressive, especially as a Don Brown linebacker, um, you know, try to trust his speed more and uh, try to lay the wood uh, a little more often. I, I think he's kind of lacking in functional strength. He gets washed down a couple of times by linemen who go to the second level. Um, when they pick up ahead of his steam, they, they're usually going to win that battle because he's so tall and lanky right now. So I think he's going to have to put on some muscle and uh, use that muscle to be more of the hammer, not the nail, when he's uh, trying to fit his uh, get into his run fits. Well, it's certainly good <clears throat> that those are the things that he would probably need to work on because I, I would imagine he would probably take a redshirt year just given the depth that U of M has at linebacker right now. You would uh, Just assuming that Cameron comes back when Tyler McLaurin is on campus, you'd still have him. And I mean, you, you would have all the kids from the 2019 class. I'm pretty excited about Anthony Solomon just for one guy, but uh, several guys uh, from that class um, <clears throat> that definitely have potential that that could play uh, pretty soon here in the next year. Or so Charles Thomas being another guy too, that, that I uh, have been enamored with since, since he was uh being recruited, but yeah, I, I would imagine that he would be able to work on these things, and that uh, a he would probably take a redshirt year and be able to learn everything and get into the swing of things and get better at what he needs to get better at. Uh, linebacker is probably the one position at Michigan that you can kind of well, no, I wouldn't say that. Maybe cornerback as well with Zordich. Zordich does really well with the cornerbacks, where you look at these guys and they're not like the flashiest. They're not the highest ranked, but at the end of the day, they still get utilized really well and they end up being a strength for the defense uh, at the end of the day. So I think McLaurin could probably fill in that role at some point. We'll certainly have to wait and see if he becomes like an Uche 
uh, Sam linebacker or if he plays at weak side. But moving forward here, um, uh, it, with the linebacker recruiting in the 2021 class, they're still going after probably three or four other guys. Uh, Junior Colson, I had mentioned earlier, he's probably their top guy on the board. Jaden Hood uh, being another guy from St. Thomas Aquinas in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He is uh, probably right up there as one of their top guys as well. Button I had mentioned earlier as well, but I kind of think that that ship is starting to sail a little bit. Um, so I, I don't know where you stand on all of that, but how many guys do you think they end up taking at linebacker? It seems like with the guys that they took last year, you wouldn't have thought that they would take uh, too many guys at the position this year, but it, it's kind of looking like they might end up taking three or four. Yeah, I would have said the same thing before the year. You know, linebacker is probably on the, the back end of the position priorities for this class after taking so many in 2020, but it's also a position where they seem to have a really good chance with a lot of top prospects. So you're going to take these guys if they want to come for sure. Um, I think Colson's the, the top rated guy. Uh, they would take him, I think, no matter what. Um, the question kind of is, is where uh, Casey Finney ends up. If Michigan actually wants him on defense or if he's going to be the fullback Ben Mason type, um, like people thought he might when he first committed. So including him, I'd say that there's a chance to go up to, to four linebackers, um, that including the two they have now, McLaurin and Finney. And then I'd say Colson and Hood are the most likely right now. Uh, Michigan got a commitment from Hood's teammate and uh, Jaden McBurrows a couple weeks ago. Uh, reportedly, they're doing really well with Hood now. Um, he's just kind of waiting for a chance to take a visit to campus before he uh, wants to make a final decision. But when he does, it looks like it'll be Michigan. Uh, so Hood is definitely a good potential potential guy. He's a, probably more of a Mike backer inside. Um, and then Colson's more the, the will outside linebacker guy who can cover running backs in space, um, come off the edge, uh, do a lot of the stuff uh, in space that the, the will, the weak side linebacker is usually assigned in, in the, the defense at Michigan. Um, and he he's coming from Tennessee and, you know, with with the volunteers on such a hot recruiting role right now, you know, it, it makes you a little nervous because that type of momentum and buzz can be really hard to uh, overcome, especially when you're close to their campus. But I think Michigan uh, did really well and has been doing really well in their recruitment. And Tennessee has been taking a couple commitments. They just got Aaron Willis from uh, St. Francis. They got a five star from Alabama. So I'm not sure how much room they have for Colson. Uh, and I think even though with Michigan taking so many linebackers in the past two classes, I think he would have a better shot uh, at earlier playing time at Michigan. Yeah, Tennessee's recruiting has been wild. Uh, they're they're the number two ranked class right now. And I, w- I would have never thought that I would say that. I know it's early on, but they've got 21 commitments already, two five stars, seven four stars. So, yeah, I kind of feel like Colson would – would kind of just be an afterthought or on the back burner in their class if he were to commit there. So Michigan's looking pretty good anyways for Colson. So I, I would, um, I would anticipate good news at some point. Um, and that's not my, that's not Intel or anything. That's just my, my guess, my two cents there, but yeah, their recruiting has been absolutely crazy. Um, never thought I would see that. But uh, good for them. But yeah, I I think when it comes to linebackers, I think that yeah they're they're in a good spot to where if if the good kids want to come play, yeah you can't say no to the good players. So 
Uh, Colson's definitely one of them. Jaden Hood's a really good player. He's kind of more in that Devin Bush inside linebacker role at 6'1", 2'12". Button is an interesting one to me because at first they were saying, um, or well, he told me at one point that he was being recruited to play Viper. And just the way that his body is developing, I just don't see Viper in his future. I kind of see him more in that McLaurin role where you would potentially put him weak side, potentially put him at the strong side. I, I just don't really see him being a Viper. I, when I anticipate, or when I think of the Viper position at Michigan, I think Jabril Peppers, Kali Hudson, uh, Michael Barrett, these smaller, uh, really fast guys that can get to the quarterback quick, that can cover tight ends, that can do all of these things. And I, I just don't see Budden being that guy. Yeah. It's been kind of a weird recruitment for Budden. Um, I think going forward, any kid from Belleville is going to be kind of a roller coaster outside of Hunter <laughs> Sheldon, who was, you know, yeah. just a lock from day one. Um, so yeah, it seemed like Michigan really wanted Budden early on. Um, then they kind of backed off a bit and Penn state really took the opportunity and surged in his recruitment. And then when Michigan put the gas back on, um, it wasn't really enough to, uh, I think by then the ship had kind of sailed. So, uh, I don't think it's a big loss. I think the only, the, I think a big thing that hurts about losing button is because he's in state guy and Michigan wants to do their best to lock up the, the local talent for sure. So mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of the biggest thing outside of, I mean, he's a four star. He's a really good player. Do you think he would be a guy at the Sam or Viper? Um, he would do really well, but it's, he's not like going to be a total game changer. I think it's more about the chance of rebuilding the bridge with Belleville and uh, not being immediately counted out by any guys that are in there, like a Damon Payne, the cycle, for instance. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Budden really did like Michigan and that's why he didn't just totally tune them out like Payne did. So uh there's will still probably be a chance. I think Michigan stood should still keep recruiting guys from there. But uh, I think yeah. butt in I'm not sure why they stopped uh pushing hard for him at some point. Um there had to be some reason, but I think that kind of hurt them. And if they had kept on it, they probably could have locked him up earlier. But I think it's it's not the end of the world because they're in a good spot for so many other linebackers right now. Definitely not the end of the world. At the end of the day, you take the best players no matter what, and if they happen to be in-state, then, yeah, you take them. If not, if you end up getting Junior Colson and Jaden Hood, and that's that, those are the only other additions at linebacker after McLaurin, I, if I were Michigan, I wouldn't be too upset about that, quite honestly. Of course, you want to mend the – the differences in opinions on things at Belleville. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. And uh, I'll be the first to say this. I think Bun's going to end up at Michigan state. I just have this gut feeling that for whatever reason, he's going to be uh, the first big time. If you want to call it big time uh, commitment for Mel Tucker and his first class at uh, Michigan state. So I, that's just my uh, bold prediction. I, I feel like uh, that's going to happen. I, I don't know if it's going to happen at any point soon, but that's just my uh, my bold prediction there. I, I think it's either going to be Michigan State or Penn State at the end of the day, and I think he's going to stay in state and go to MSU. So we'll certainly see uh, what ends up happening with him. It's been a weird recruitment, uh, to say the least, but 
uh, definitely a lot of time to go, especially if he's wanting to uh, drag this out and take other visits like I would imagine a lot of these other recruits would. And another recruit that you had mentioned wants to take a visit at some point, Jaden Hood, uh, who I I find to be um, pretty underrated at this point, ranking-wise. I know he's at 292 and he's a four-star, but I, I would imagine that he's probably – if if they're able to evaluate these kids more and they're able to have a senior season, I would imagine that his ranking would go up. He's got offers from all over the country, Alabama, LSU, Florida State, uh, Washington State, and Michigan, of course, Miami, Florida. I mean, he's got these great offers and he just, he, he really fits the bill for what Don Brown looks for in a middle uh, linebacker. And uh, with the way that Devin Bush played, he he just reminds me so much of him that uh, man, I, I I just find it hard to believe that he's only two ninety two. It's crazy. Yeah, and I think he has uh, an opportunity to kind of raise in the rankings if the season gets played, and because he just transferred from a smaller school to St. Thomas Aquinas in Florida, um, a lot of kids transfer in there, but this will be his first year. Um, as a junior. So I think once he gets more eyeballs on him, he'll have a chance to impress in front of more scouts and people. So he'll, he'll, he's definitely a candidate to rise in the rankings. And I, I definitely see what you're saying with the, the Devin Bush comp. He's uh, really fast in the middle. I don't think he's quite Bush's speed, but again, Bush is probably in the 99th percentile of linebackers. Yeah. So that's not exactly a knock, but yeah, he just finds the ball and gets to it quickly. Um, yeah. He'd be, he'd be a great, great get for the middle linebacker spot. And I think uh, linebackers doing so well because Michigan could point to all these guys getting drafted and uh, really, really uh, flourishing in Don Brown's system. You know, McGrone did it last mm-hmm. year and he's set to take off again next season. So I think it's, it's a good, we're going to be on a good streak of linebackers, uh, highly ranked guys being interested in Michigan because of the, the draft success and the, uh, you know, production that they have on the field at Michigan. And I think Hood really connected with that. Um, I, I can kind of, I can, he's been saying that uh, he, his family wants him to visit before he uh, commits because they want him to make sure that he stays committed when he uh, makes his commitment, which is certainly a good, uh, good idea to put into his head and to reinforce of your, his parents. But I can also see him pulling the trigger if the, there's no end in sight on when he could take visits or not. I can see him landing before he makes it up to campus too. Um, it just kind of depends on how long I think it'll be before he can get up to campus. Yeah. If he's even able to get up to campus at all, it'll be interesting to see how this, how this is going to be a very interesting recruiting cycle. I'll say that, see if these kids end up taking any visits at all. And even if the recruiting world opens up and they're able to take visits, it'll be interesting to see if some of these kids, take a cautious approach to where they go, how often they take visits, um, things along those lines. So that's, that's one thing I'm pretty intrigued about with this cycle. It's going to be a a wild one to say the least, but uh, one that (laughs) will definitely be memorable when, when it's all said and done. Um, But yeah, we are going to uh, move on here. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about Michigan's uh, newest commitment uh in the defensive backfield so stick around we'll be right back this episode is sponsored by better help 
We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. And we are back. We're going to wrap up today's podcast by talking about Michigan's newest commitment. He is Rod Moore, 5'11", 180 safety from Clayton, Ohio. He attends Northmont High School, which if you've been following recruiting in this recruiting cycle, you would know that that is also the high school of Michigan commitment. Marcus Allen. So Rod Moore joining the fold here. He committed on Mother's Day. He is ranked 388 on the composite, number 22 safety, and number 12 player in the state of Ohio. Um, He is the first safety to commit in Michigan's 2021 class. He committed to Michigan over schools like Kentucky, Indiana, Iowa, Notre Dame, uh, etc., etc. So... Uh, John, pretty good pickup, I would say. Um, again, probably another underrated kid uh, from uh, Clayton, Ohio. I feel like we've seen this twice now in just this recruiting class alone. Yeah, I really like Rod Moore's uh, film. Uh, you know, I think McLaurin, who we talked about last segment, is probably ranked where he should be based on what he showed on tape. But I think Moore has a chance to really rise and at least become a four star by the time uh the rankings the rankings are finalized and yeah i I had the same opinion about marcus allen who uh just moved to northmont the year before after playing the triple option system so there makes sense that he's a little underrated um more i don't know what the the deal is the only explanation i've seen is they don't have confirmed you know testing numbers like his 40 and his shuttle and things like that but he does have uh confirmed track uh numbers he ran the 22.17 in the 200 meters as a sophomore which is faster than what AJ Henning ran as a junior so and Henning's known for his speed so Morris brings a plenty of speed to the field Um, he's kind of a a center fielder free safety prospect I'd say Um, but uh, but he can also come up and uh, give a good pop on run defense I don't think he's afraid of coming up and making big plays um, when he needs to, and he, he racked up over 80 tackles and forced uh, three fumbles as a as, uh, as a junior. So I think he'll be uh, pretty good in run defense too, which Michigan, you know, flips their safeties all the time uh, between the mm-hmm. rover and free safety. They have to do both. So I think uh, Moore will be totally comfortable doing that, um, being able to play both roles. And I think that's what makes him uh, really exciting, plus the speed, obviously. So... Uh, it's it's going to be, I think he's going to be a really good player for Michigan. 
I think so too. Yeah, he he can really lay the wood when he needs to. When when he needs to give a good pop to a player with the ball, he he really does it. But yeah, I think this is another pretty good addition here for Michigan in uh, on the defensive side of the ball. You, you're starting to see the uh, defensive recruiting pick up a little bit now uh, after the offensive recruiting had been uh, really great and, and is still at the forefront of Michigan's recruiting class. But Rod Moore is the uh, top-ranked defensive recruit now, uh, with McLaurin actually being the second. So it just goes to show uh, the rankings-wise uh, where these defensive players had uh, been positioned in Michigan's 2021 class. But yeah, I think this is a good pickup, uh, especially considering that safety wasn't exactly uh, a great position of need for Michigan after taking five over the last two recruiting classes, and all five of them are blue chippers. Um, with Daxton Hill, of course, being the, the number one guy there, but nonetheless, it definitely not a position of need for Michigan whatsoever, but to get a good one and uh, an underrated one at that, I would imagine that he would probably rise to a four-star at some point. He's just right on the cusp of four-star on the composite at 388. So I would anticipate a four-star being added at some point in the near future. Um, that again, will probably all depend on if the evaluators are able to get those testing numbers and, and be able to see him play his senior season. So uh, we will certainly see. And it says here on his uh, recruiting profile that uh, he is slated to visit Michigan June 12th. We'll see if that stands. We'll see if he's able to get up to Ann Arbor and uh, if, if anyone's able to get up to Ann Arbor at that point. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I really liked what I saw on tape here. Uh, again, safety isn't a huge priority in this class. So I wouldn't be shocked if he was the only safety that they ended up taking. Um, they're recruiting a couple other guys that are kind of in betweeners at either cornerback or safety. Ryan Barnes being probably like the, the one that sticks out in my mind. Um, but you got a couple other guys at corner, a couple other guys in between, I would probably anticipate they shift most of their attention in the defensive backfield to cornerback. Uh, but I wouldn't be too shocked if a guy like uh, Donovan McMillan uh, ended up joining the fold. I feel like he's probably another guy where they would be comfortable taking him in, but uh, we'll certainly wait and see. But I would anticipate most of the attention going to corner now. Yeah, I think McMillan's probably the top guy. Um, he's another good evaluation by Bob Shoup. He jumped up from a uh, middling three-star to in the top 24-7 um, on 24-7 sports. So he's a guy that's gaining a lot of attention. Um, he'll be – I think it'll Michigan's in a good spot, but they're probably not at the top maybe right now. Um, Barnes will be an interesting one. I think they definitely want one, a guy who can maybe play both positions, cornerback and safety and maybe not just go up to the pure safety because other than that, there's not too many targets. I know you uh, had an interview with uh, what Titus Mokiao Ati Malala, if I said that yeah. correctly, uh, from sure. Hawaii. Yeah. He's been, been being looked at by both sides of the ball. Um, he so maybe is, you yeah. Talk a little bit about what the coaches said to him. Yeah, it, it, it will be interesting to see how all that plays out with him too because at the end of the day, I still do think that they're probably looking at him more so at wide receiver, but just the fact that they're looking at him on both sides of the ball and Bob Shoup has been involved with conversations with him. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be really interesting to see what they do with him. 
um, if, if he were to commit, whether, he, you know, because the way that he made it sound, it made it sound like they were giving him the choice of, hey, do you want to play wide receiver or do you want to play safety? Um, so it's, it's certainly going to be interesting moving forward to see how they go approach recruiting him, whether Bob Shoup ends up talking with him more or if they get Josh Gaddis involved. I, I don't think Gaddis has really been involved too much in his recruitment. I know Sean Nua has, and I know Harbaugh has for sure. So, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, but I, 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 uh, I more so see a guy like, uh, Ryan Barnes and en- en- ending up in the class, maybe not specifically him, but a guy that's like six, two, uh, you know, a, a taller, lengthier safety, uh, cornerback hybrid who could kind of play both. Cause Barnes looking at him on film, he could play both. I, I personally would prefer him at corner. That's just me. But with the way that things are stacking up at corner in this class, uh, the the board is kind of all over the place at this point. Probably the top guys. Um, man, I, I don't even really know who the top guys are at this point. Uh, it, it's really hard to dictate at this point who would probably be toward the top of the list. I would probably say Ryan Barnes is, is near the top, if not at the top. Uh, Tyree Chapel is probably near or at the top too, but things aren't looking good in that recruitment. It's looking like A&M is probably picking up the pace there. So it, it'll be really intriguing to see how they approach a defensive back in this class moving forward. Yeah, I think uh, another couple of cornerbacks I like are Sayer Wright from California. Um, he plays at the same school, Loyola, where uh, David Long played, so they have a good relationship there. I think uh, he's pretty wide open right now, so he's probably a guy they're going after. And O'Marion Cooper from Florida is another guy that I don't think has been talked about much, but I think Michigan really likes. Um, and then in terms of the, the flex guys like Barnes, I think John House from Tennessee uh, yeah. is being looked at by Michigan as a guy who can do both. Um, I think he's definitely behind uh, Barnes and probably some other cornerbacks on the board right now, but um, he's he's a guy that they could take if they want someone who can do both. But I, I'm of the opinion that you should take a take a quarterback first and switch him to safety if you need, uh, not the other way around. It's just kind of easier to go from quarterback to safety than from safety to corner. So um, mm-hmm. I like you know what you said about Barnes. He can cover... He's got the length um, to do both. So I think uh, one of these guys I'd, uh, and the cornerback board I'd target more than uh, someone on the safety board, which is smaller anyway. I'm still holding out hope for Ishmael Ibrahim too, by the way. that that Not only because I think he's a really good player, but because I love that name. That is one of the all-time names in this recruiting class. So I'm holding out hope. It probably uh, ain't going to happen, but I'm holding out hope. Just so yeah, you all know. got to get a visit. That's the thing, man. I mean, that that's really what's going to be a determining factor in a lot of these recruitments is whether they, they're able to get on campus or not. And I think you're going to start seeing more often than not that these big-time targets that Michigan's going after, they're probably going to end up committing closer to home just because of all this stuff going on. Like, I could definitely see that happening with a guy like uh, Christian Dixon, a wide receiver out in California. I could see that happening to... Um, I don't know, Derek Wilkins, a guy in California, defensive end that they're going after, Prophet Brown, um, 
all these guys are from California, but you get the picture, just not in the proximity of Michigan. I could see a lot of these kids staying in state and saying, you know what? I, I have a good relationship with these in-state coaches. Uh, I don't want to go too far because I don't want to get the virus or I don't want to be away from my family. If they get the virus, I, I wouldn't be shocked if that's kind of how this all plays out. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they approach all of this moving forward with uh, guys that, you know, it, with the cornerbacks and stuff specifically, a, a lot of these guys aren't really like super close. Like Barnes being in Maryland, I, I mean, that's not terribly far. Chapel being in Philadelphia, again, not terribly far. But then you've got Sarah Wright, who's in L.A., um, you know, Thomas Fidone's in Iowa. Uh, Quentin Somerville is in Arizona. So a lot of these top target guys, um, you know, even though they're doing well with, I wouldn't be shocked at the end of the day if they kind of just end up sticking in state or just close to uh, close to home. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening. I also think there's going to be a lot of decommitments happening after people can start taking visits again. I think now there's a lot of um, players just kind of committing to hold their spot in the class. Um, I think 24-7 did a, a article about this and how there's there's over there's more commits now at this point in the cycle than there have been the last two combined, which is kind of the opposite of what you think That's, would happen. When yeah, it happened, it's crazy. This whole thing started, so I think it, it does indicate that there's going to be some decommitments coming. Um which does make remind me of another guy at safety that I think Michigan has a good shot with is, is Justin Walters, who is committed to Notre Dame right now, um, but he's teammates with McLaurin at Bolingbrook. Um, and Michigan was in on him before he committed to the Irish, but I think they're, they're still in contact with him. Um, he's another guy that uh, – he, he hasn't been on the offer board that I update, but after McLaurin committed, um, I'm going to put him back on there as a, as a potential flip candidate. Hmm. Um, so I think – He's someone that is just another guy you can include that maybe isn't super likely, um, but he is close to home or close to Michigan, uh, you know, just about as you can be while being out of state. So uh, I think he's another guy just to keep an eye on. Well, that is a lovely transition, John, into our final topic here, which is another safety. Uh, that was committed to Michigan, but ended up decommitting. That's Miles Rouser from the 2022 class, uh, who is the younger brother of Andre Selden, who was a four-star cornerback in the 2020 class. He ended up decommitting not long ago. Um, he kind of wanted to keep it under wraps, but then it kind of just got out there, and he was pretty much like, yeah, I'm decommitted, but it, it doesn't really seem like a very hard decommitment. Like he's taken off the commitment page on 24-7 just because, yeah, he's opened it up and he's going to evaluate his options and things along those lines. But at the end of the day, I still think he ends up playing at Michigan. I think the relationship with his brother is a big factor, and he does genuinely have a good relationship with all the coaches as well. But I feel like this is more so a kid wanting to go out there and visit other schools and not feel bad about it. Um, I, and I feel like that's pretty much what it's all boiled down to. It's not that any relationships with Harbaugh or anybody has soured by any means. I, I feel like this is something that he had probably been thinking about for a little while. And, and he's starting to get some uh, other really good offers. Um, he, he's got the Florida, Florida State offers, Penn State, 
um, he's starting to reel in some, some good offers here. So to reopen it back up and make sure you're doing the right thing, I can't knock the kid for doing that. Yeah, it was kind of a weird situation. You know, he didn't want to call it a decommitment or, you know, his he wasn't committed before. It was, it, you know, he's trying to use some weird phrasing. Um, so it's kind of up in the air, like, if he's committed or not right now. But I think I agree with all what you said. Um, he, I think he's likely to end up in the class. Um, he just kind of wants to experience the recruiting a little bit more, which I don't blame him for. And he, and he also doesn't want to... Uh, you know, keep the, the coaches in limbo, um, you know, asking why he's taking all these visits when he's still committed. So he just uh, decided to be upfront with them and say that he's going to maybe back off uh, his pledge and take some visits. But I think with Selden being on the team and them coming from such a pro-Michigan family, I think it's still going to be hard for another school to kind of come in and replicate what he feels towards Michigan. So uh, probably not a huge concern right now. Uh, we'll see, though. You know, moving to IMG does open him up to a lot more schools. Yeah, I was going to say, he did transfer down to IMG for uh, his junior season. So, I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't think it'll be a big deal at the end of the day. If anything, I mean, moving away from Belleville is probably a good thing for Michigan. Um, but that's beside the point. I, I think what you had said, well, yeah, with him coming from such a pro-Michigan family, his brother being on the team. I mean, just everything. I, I feel like he'll still end up in the class and, you know, he'll, he'll probably take visits to these other big time schools, which I would encourage him to do. So I would do the exact same thing if I were in his shoes too. If I were getting offers from Florida and all these other great uh, football schools, I would definitely go take those visits and see what, what they have to offer. But I think uh, this is pretty much still Michigan's recruitment to lose. Um, they still, uh, Michigan, their 2022 class, they still have one commitment and that is from Alex Van Sumeren, who's another in-state kid. Um, he, uh, listed as an athlete. So I would imagine at some point Rouser will join the class again, probably not anytime soon, just because of all this crazy stuff going on. And he hasn't had the chance to take these other visits that he wants to take. So at some point, I would imagine him rejoining the class, and uh, this will kind of just be an afterthought at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, I I agree with that. Um, there are Michigan's looks good for a lot of twenty twenty two defensive backs right now too. So I think yeah, even if Rogers goes away, ends up committing elsewhere, I think that they've still got in a good position to make up for it with some other blue chippers down the road. Yeah, there's tons of talent uh, at corner and safety in the 2022 class. So uh, Michigan will definitely have its options if uh, Rouser ends up deciding to go somewhere else. But um, I think that's all the time we've got for today. Thanks for tuning in as always. Uh, This is a uh, nice relief for me and John, and I hope it uh, relieves you from uh, the daily struggles as well. We're all dealing with them together. So uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at on Twitter? At Simmons underscore John. And you can follow Maze and Brew on Twitter at Maze and Brew. Give Maze and Brew a like on Instagram and Facebook, and be sure to listen and subscribe to all of our podcasts here on the Maze and Brew Podcast Network. You can get them wherever you download your podcasts. And uh, that is all for today. We will be back next week 
with more Michigan Cruton news. But until then, he's John. I am Vaughn. See you next week. Go Blue.